uh, in honor of our conversation about talking about yourself, which the audience knows because they can read the, the title. link <laughs> yeah, on, on Spotify. Um, let's talk about ourselves a little bit and let's, I guess, Gene, if we were in an interview setting or if I was talking to you for a project proposal, uh, and I asked you to tell me about yourself, mm -hmm. what would you say? <laughs> Initially, I would have been like, Calvin, and then just, <laughs> just swing it over to Calvin. Um, but when Calvin's not on a call, I would say like, yeah, we're Studio DBJ. Say, actually, I would say the tagline now, which is like, we stand creative pursuits and blah, blah, mm. blah, blah. Um, or the other tagline would be like, you know, we it sounds cheesy, but we make our, people's dreams come true. And this is why mm -hmm. we specialize in branding design and kind of winging it in on like what the client's looking for during that call. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's website design or social media design and then close that right, so you kind of tailor you kind of tailor what like the little details yeah. based on whether we're website or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Because it's kind of like with the cover letter where you don't want to copy and paste the cover letter. Mm -hmm. So you want to like tweak it a little bit. So tweak it a little bit. Um, if they're into social causes or into like just wanting to believe in us a little bit more, I throw in that like I volunteer for AIGA also add in that we work with collaborators and then kind of wrap up with a kind of common thread of oh like i noticed that you also like you know crystals and then like mm. actually like i just started getting into crystals with you know so and so type of thing uh, you do a very like bespoke answer so i guess it's hard for you to like kind of give a like a real demo of like how you would talk about yourself <laughs> uh no, it's okay, but I think we, we kind of approach it different ways because for me, I um, every time that we've done like an intro to a, like a potential client or to like a student or something, I usually tell the whole, I tell the story of how we got there and then I talk about Studio DBJ almost like here's a little bit about me and then here's a little bit about like what my journey has been and what I value because I think that in hearing my story about like these are the things that I pursued and these are the things that like made me come to where I am right now, then mm -hmm. you can see what we value as a studio. It like, without me just saying like, oh, we do this, that, this. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we get to the end of the story, then I go into the details of and kind of do what you do too. Is like, oh, we kind of focus on these things mm -hmm. and we want to like show you all this stuff. So usually I start off by, whenever I'm introing Studio DBJ with Jean, I'll start with Jean's experience in like design that she went to USC for graphic design and then started working in industry. Because I think when people hear, like, tell me about yourself, it's more like, how did you get here? Yeah. Like, why are yeah, you in yeah, front yeah, of me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's good to know, like, that Jean has always been in design and then wanted to do her own thing because of this reason, which is that she wanted more autonomy, more creative um, mm -hmm. independence and more, like, face time with clients. And then for me, hearing that my journey is that I used to work, I did graphic <laughs> design as a hobby, worked in engineering and then also was missing like a personal connection, a creative, mm -hmm. like a reason to get up in the morning, honestly. Um, and then that's, you know, the things that Gene and I both value. And those are the things that we carry into Studio DPJ. And mm -hmm. then I talk about like, oh, then, then we do this. We want to make people's dreams come true. We mm -hmm. love collaborating. We love all this stuff. And you can see based on like Gene and my, I guess like background, like why we want to do the things that we do. And mm -hmm. that it's not just like us saying like, oh, we love collaborating. Yeah. It's like, oh no, we like, we want to, we we, want to do that yeah. because we left our jobs to do it. <laughs> <clears throat> no, and I think the thing is that like, 
your interesting or sorry your story is actually much more interesting than my story because mm. you went a different route which i think people find more interesting versus my story is just like proof of oh yeah she she is a professional in this field yeah, like, I, she, I think that we, we need both because yeah. if it was if it was just me it'd be like oh like that's like that's a cute story and like i'm so glad that you're following your dream. dreams and then <laughs> <laughs> but with with you it's like oh like she can do this yeah. but then also like i'm the, i'm the like the emotional draw and you're like the technical so yeah. i think it, i think it works um but yeah i guess but for t- today's episode we're gonna be talking about like how to talk about yourself, both in like a casual, like social setting, mm-hmm. but also in like a professional, like interview or proposal kind of setting, because mm-hmm. we think it's important. And um, yeah. especially, I think the people that we talk to and work with um, are like either young designers or freelance designers who need to talk about themselves constantly. So mm-hmm. I'm Calvin. I'm Jean. And this is 27, a podcast about growing up. So uh, we're going to start by talking about like how to talk to people like socially, but we did do like kind of a whole episode on this before. It's called Keeping and Making Friends as an Adult. It's our like April episode from last year. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to hear more about our opinions, though, uh, I think Gina and I established that some of those opinions have changed slightly yeah. because of some some life <laughs> events. Uh, the One of the life events being that Gene is... We talked about it uh, last mm-hmm. month a little bit, but Jean's on dating apps yeah, now. Yeah, your girl is on Hinge. How has that been? I know that uh, I said that I wanted to look at your profile last time, and I mm-hmm. got to, but how has, yeah. how has your experience been so how far? Is it, how has the past, like, two, three weeks been? I think I need to fix my law of attraction, because I think I'm attracting chaos energy. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you've always, but... <laughs> but, like... Are you noticing it more? Oh, yeah, I'm noticing it a lot more. And I was like, what is it that I'm exuding that attracts chaos energy? It's either do I exude chaos energy or, like, do I exude a solution to chaos energy? I need to fix that. I don't know what is it that I'm exuding. So that's one thing I learned on Hinge. I um, think it's the Taco Bell versus Del Taco question. It could be. I don't know. Or it's the tattoos or it's the dog. I was like, man, I got Because I, th- I don't think driven, <laughs> ambitious, like masculine straight men are, are thinking about Taco Bell and Del Taco. <laughs> They're thinking about like whey protein and going to the gym. But mm. it was like, but the other like positive thing is like, oh, it's fun. Like I was like, okay, no, mm. dating is fun. Because I remember you told me that like, you're like Gene you probably just have to go on like one good date to be like okay Mm -hmm. you like it because at first I was not going on good dates that's the thing that's hardest though about dating at like our age is that nobody's having fun anymore yeah so (laughs) everybody's so desperate yeah no honestly yeah because I was like you know what for me like dating is kind of like do you know the Kalani song that I got a good thing going on I got a good thing going on in my life right now so you really Mm got to convince me to like change it um, mm-hmm. And that's how I think I'm approaching dating and approaching Hinge is like, I got a good thing. So you got to really like want me to want you. Yeah. Yeah. I and think that's good. During your dates, what has been like your, your approach to like, how do you keep the conversation going? And like, what are you trying to talk about? I mean, finding a middle ground for sure. Um, in a way that's not like, tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely like, 
a middle ground like there's a story behind it like one of the middle grounds was skateboarding and it's like oh it's because like these are the stories behind it and then it's not just like i skateboard and then i also do this and then i do this you know it's like yeah. trying to it's d- definitely like it's like you sip the first wine to see if you like it and then if you like the glass you keep drinking it is the best exactly. way to say yeah you're not a pet for adoption you don't just go through all the like list mm-hmm. of details you like you have to explore stuff yeah especially like finding that one middle ground first when the person talks you have to listen and hear what they say (laughs) absolutely so that you can bounce off of what they're also saying so it's like Mm -hmm. we went into skateboarding and then we went into like music and i was like that Mm -hmm. it's like a natural transition you know versus like what else do you like that's like Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. awkward and so pressuring that's really a last resort yeah (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I've always said that like what you're doing with small talk and people always say that they hate small talk is like you're literally just trying to find something that you can keep going on about mm-hmm. and don't start with the weather. Don't talk about euphoria. You know, like don't talk <laughs> about like talk about like more specific things that are like general mm. ground for you because you can talk mm. a lot more about it because one, your girl does not watch euphoria, but she'll probably watch it later. But it's like, Okay, how much can you actually say about euphoria that's related to you guys versus like getting excited about the show? Well, I think it says a lot actually, but (laughs) one thing that I was gonna say is, I don't know if this is necessarily the same for straight dating, but I think it's very important is have an opinion. Like just like have thoughts and don't just be like, wow, that's good, wow, that's good, wow, that's good. Like have an opinion on it. Mm -hmm. Because even if you disagree, I think it's still like, it can be something that you talk about and something Mm -hmm. that you, are like, you know, you you get to know more about people because of the ways that you disagree in addition to the ways that you um, have a middle ground, Mm -hmm. right? You might have the same thought process, but disagree on like the final opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's fun and interesting. And I can talk way more about arguing what Ariana Grande's best album is Mm -hmm. than I can if we both just say that it's Sweetener, which it is. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was, uh, I think to like summarize what you're saying also is like, you just gotta be comfortable with being uncomfortable in conversations. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it like, it's kind of like the perfect amount of tension versus Mm -hmm. if someone was to agree with you. Maybe it's because I'm realizing when I was talking to you, how I wanted someone to like challenge me. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's because I want to be argued with, but I don't, I don't exactly know. Um, But like a little bit of tension is what keeps it fun. And -hmm. I think keeps the conversation fun and you want to learn more about the person. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to be alone. If you wanted somebody who agreed with everything that you said, you would just be alone. Exactly. You just have you and that's fine. So you're saying that bringing up like kind of general interest things like coffee and hiking and beer and <laughs> Marvel movies might not yeah, be the best nah. opening opening one. What do you think is like good things to mention? I think, well, first, you know, it's, it is finding the middle ground. But like as I'm getting older, it's you use the middle ground to find like your type of weird, your same type of mm. weird. And that's what mm. also makes it fun where you want to pick things that are a little bit more specific to you that you're interested in um like don't please don't talk about kanye and jake like those are really big Mm -hmm. ideas but if you talk about like someone smaller or someone like a little bit more true to you or even like a if you can pick a song from the big artist but like a deep cut like oh like no people don't know about this hidden gem but it's my favorite like drake song off of his his His, mixtape from when he was 16. yeah 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 because then you can you can one either have like what you were saying like same opinions or you can like have different opinions about it and then 
you just like you find more things to anchor on that whether you can tell whether you like the person or don't like the person and that's what I'm learning more about myself and learning more about talking about myself is like I just gotta say well like be more it's so cheesy but like me be more comfortable in my own skin and be more comfortable being vulnerable and just Mm -hmm. saying exactly what I like and what I don't like and also like what are important to me and what's not important to me because I know I mentioned my niece and nephew a lot but it's like actually being like young and being able to keep up with them is important to me so if that's like not in your personality like we're not gonna match Mm -hmm. if you're not on tiktok we're not this is not gonna get it we're not getting a second date oh (laughs) (laughs) if you don't post on tiktok we're not getting a second Mm -hmm. date and then one thing one thing about dating like specifically dating i guess also with friends Mm -hmm. like if you don't like you know sit down dinners if you don't like you know, getting coffee with people, then do an activity. We live in LA. There's a lot of fun stuff to do. There you can go to a gallery. You can yeah. go bouldering. You can yeah. <laughs> you can Honestly, go to the beach. You can do all these things on one day. Not to say that we're good at talking about ourselves, but like we do it so often that like we can wing it. And so I know mm-hmm. when I go on like a eating or sitting or drinking date, I know I'm going to be a good date because I can talk. But I was like, yeah, what? Well, I guess for Calvin, what would you say is like the goal of social conversation? I guess to me, the goal is in addition to like finding something that you all have in common, just like being yourself and Mm -hmm. get like getting a feel for like who the other person is and not just on a like, I know this list of details about them. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot to say this episode now, which is very funny. But to summarize again for what you're saying, I want to believe whatever you're like, I want to believe in you. The whole idea of um, besides being yourself, I want to believe that you're being yourself. So whatever you're mm. saying to me, I want to make sure like you believe in it too. I'm trying to think about, is there anything that I don't think that you should mention? I mean, there's a lot of, I think people know generally you shouldn't mention like heavy trauma or like yeah, something that just not, really weighs yeah, down the combo. Don't, don't start the date off with like, you're carrying all your baggage. Like it's, that's more for like deeper conversation. Mm. That's when you like fully trust the person. Don't like go ba bam with all that i don't know what it is about me though but i i seem to attract that in people i don't know i why. People oh, are... i feel i agree <laughs> with you like that's been like honestly even that's been like all the dates where like it starts off okay and i'm like oh this is great or even with people too just like friends of like professional friends like it starts off pretty great i'm like oh cool and then we hit a rock where it like kind of tunnels down awesome i I don't want to be your compass for that you know Mm. i was like god what do i what do i exude calvin i don't know it's me too you're like oh yeah i I always feel so comfortable telling stuff to you i'm like we literally (laughs) met you know an hour ago yeah you were telling me about (laughs) i was like i don't i don't it's okay Uh, we can save this for later yeah i was like okay i don't know if it's like the beer that gets into people like who knows maybe no alcohol when you meet for the first time yeah well, I guess this combo, now that I think about it, was more like, and I guess that's kind of true about social conversations in general, is that the onus is not necessarily on you to talk about yourself. It's mm-hmm. about like the creating an environment where you mm-hmm. feel like comfortable and just like that the conversation kind of flows naturally. Mm-hmm. One place where conversation does not flow particularly naturally <laughs> is in a professional setting. Yeah. Now that you've you've mastered, you know, finding the common ground with new people and strangers. How do you do it professionally? Like what what do you feel like you need to talk about more to convince someone that like you are meant for this job or meant for this environment? Mm-hmm. 
well at least for me i think my like approach to situations where i'm in a more professional situation is even more importantly than it is in a in a like friendship or in a in a date like it's really important to have opinions mm-hmm. and like to stand your ground and to like have thoughts in an interview or in a proposal because the more general and the more like wishy-washy you are in that mm-hmm. kind of situation the less you have to talk about and the mm-hmm. more you just seem like you are like a cog in the machine it kind of like what we were talking about is like you just sound desperate mm-hmm. <laughs> you just sound like you're trying to like not offend mm-hmm. and especially in, in some workplaces that might be totally fine but i think in a lot of workplaces they want you to have opinions and drive and mm-hmm. like goals and plans and stuff mm-hmm. so the more you're like oh, I, I think that I would just kind of get along with everybody. And, you know, um, I think I'd try to figure out what the best practice is at the office and then mm-hmm. do that. And it's like, uh, well, why, oh, how are you different than literally anybody? Else? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's kind of like how, especially when you go apply for a job like that, like as as a hiring manager, how am I supposed to see your potential growth? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, they'll just be like an employee. Like, I don't see them pursuing a manager position or anything type of, like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you want to make a really strong impression there and whether they like you or not. I feel like you also just got to alleviate yourself of the pressure of, mm-hmm. like, getting the job and that can help alleviate the desperation. Because mm-hmm. it's like when you're, when you're so pressured to, like, get the job and so desperate, that's where, like, you kind of start to lose yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. So then what do you think is, like, important to bring up? For... Like, we obviously gave a couple of examples of stuff that's, like, not so important. But, like, what mm-hmm. do you think is... What should you convey about yourself mm-hmm. in an interview? Yeah. Um, like, again, repeating what you said, which is, you know, you have strong opinions. And I think it's really strong values that you hold mm-hmm. as a person. Because what I think a hiring manager... Like, a, a healthy hiring manager or company would want to do is hire someone who believes in the same values as the company and so mm-hmm. that like you can rep the company really well because you you you're seeing those like like executives saying like racist things on tiktok and on like instagram and then getting fired off of linkedin the next day type of situation you know like you really mm-hmm. want to make sure that like you got strong values and what you believe in um and i think you got to find you got to find your balance between being reliable and relatable. And I think that was something mm-hmm. I struggled with initially in professional set- settings where I'm like, I just want to be relatable. Like, I want to make sure mm-hmm. that everyone likes me and I could do every single project. And so, like, I'm relatable. But then that puts me in sticky situations because then you end up taking on too many things and you end up taking on too many people's personalities that you're like, mm-hmm. well, now... I sacrifice being reliable because now I'm relatable to everyone and like I don't even know what I want to do anymore and I don't even know where my future is going so you just got to really make sure that like your values are in set and like you're reliable in the things you want to be reliable for. Mm -hmm. Yeah I definitely agree on like a more surface level thing pretty important to bring up like what you find are your strongest skills um, in terms of your technical skills and your soft skills. Uh, technical skills being like things that you can do that are like more specialized like mm-hmm. in design or <laughs> uh, i can code in c plus plus or something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then soft skills which is like i can write professionally i have good follow-through mm-hmm. i'm like very diligent about putting things in my calendar like mm-hmm. you know those are things that um maybe not like say kind of like on a date like you don't yeah. say like 
I'm good at Gcal and I'm good at <laughs> like <laughs> no that's not, that that doesn't feel good yeah. to hear. It feels good to hear like stories and like mm-hmm. ways that you've implemented those things. And then also like you said in telling stories you can kind of see your values shine mm-hmm. through also because mm-hmm. if you decided to like get your small like your you know college organization on Gcal because you noticed that literally nobody was coming to any event you know that's like you taking initiative that's mm-hmm. like you doing all these things not just saying that you're good at Gcal but also like you care about yeah keeping people, people accountable yeah. and yeah <laughs> so <'Cause- laughs> it's super important to have stories and that's why I think every time you hear like a, an interview manager or like an HR person or like you're in an interview it's like it's always a story mm-hmm. it's because you get so much more information from a story than you do from just saying like one time I needed to learn Excel, so I learned Excel and yeah. I did a good, I got an A on my project and it's like, okay. <laughs> You're like, is that, is that, is that really it? You know? So yeah. Yeah. And also because like when you tell stories, it keeps people more engaged and like captivated because they have mm. to listen versus like, if you just say, I'm good at G calendar, you're like, mm. checkbox. Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess it's like the, the theory of like slowly honing down which is like if like in in an interview you should be expanding and flashing out things on your resume mm-hmm. and your cover letter mm-hmm. because um you know those are those are like the 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 shortest most plainest details yeah. that you could have possibly given and mm-hmm. then now it's time to like show show them yeah you know what i mean yeah it's like the, the <clears throat> resume was a sip of wine and you gotta be the whole glass basically mm-hmm. what's not important to bring up in addition to like plain you know, boring uh, details, like a mm-hmm. list of things. What else is not important to bring up? I was like, what's not important? Um, this is more of my pet peeve thing. And it, I think to me, it says a lot more about a person, which is don't bring up throwing people under the bus or shifting blame onto a teammate or a client. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is just bluntly saying it because some people don't realize that they're doing it you know because it's mm. just subconscious because they're trying to survive and I'm like I get mm. it but like you got to fix that part of of talking about yourself because um especially when it comes to like students or freelancers or certain even like if you're a studio presenting work um mm. and sometimes the person interviewing you might be like why did you why did you pick this one like this other concept was so much better don't say the client picked that option or don't say Mm -hmm. like the client wanted to be green instead of yellow like Mm -hmm. you have to own those decisions and take accountability for it and you really got to put your own best foot forward because Mm -hmm. when i work with someone or when someone's going to be in my circle or like on my team like if you're on my team i have your back so i expect the same from you and i think that's kind of like what any other person hiring who has like a strong team, like where teamwork is at the forefront um, and also accountability is at the forefront of their company. Like you wanna show that you own those qualities and those values. So mm-hmm. like, don't don't be shifting things onto other people that way. To like slightly play devil's advocate, I think there are probably situations, not throw people under the bus. Like you should accept responsibility for your role in things. I think there are situations where like it is important to make your needs known and that mm-hmm. if you had a rough like go at a certain like project or not a project like you wouldn't obviously blame it on the client mm-hmm. but if you had a rough go at something on a team or in a workplace and that's something that you're really like looking to avoid in a new setting mm-hmm. like to be upfront and to like make your needs known maybe not necessarily by saying wow, this company was so bad, are you not yeah. going to be like that? Mm-hmm. But more like, hey, something that I noticed was that in 
the workflow at this company was like this and mm -hmm. i was looking for something more like this it's not yeah. necessarily throwing people under the bus but it's making your needs known yeah because yeah. you really want to make sure that you are like conveying you and what mm -hmm. like what you're looking for and the thing that's going to make you the best worker and mm -hmm. that you think would make for a great working environment for you because mm -hmm. it's important yeah no i and i think the way that you're saying it too is that like it's still putting your best foot forward like it's it all comes down to like how you present yourself and how how you word things like especially mm -hmm. as we keep repeating like saying things in the story rather than reporting it you know mm -hmm. because you want to you want people to know more about who you are as a whole human and not just like these bullet points you know mm -hmm. so and so, yeah. that you want to convey that these are things that you were a part of and not mm -hmm. things that happened to you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I just read your little note. For <laughs> My pet question. peeve. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess like expanding on like things that aren't important. Like what do what are like pet peeves? Like little things that you're like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. No, my my biggest pet peeve is arrogance and like dominating personalities uh you know when either and i feel like maybe because we're just more experienced talking to a lot of people now like you can just kind of see through the bs mm -hmm. and you're just like i don't know why you're fluffing up your chest to talk about in design like it is what it is you know type of mm -hmm. thing and people with dominating personalities where it it starts to turn accusational and that's what I, that's my pet peeve because it kind of gets back into what I feel about like, I can't trust you to be on my team because I can't trust for you to, to take care of everyone if you're only looking out for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's my pet peeve. And then my second pet peeve is like, which is funny because we're talking about like building a story is when the story buildup takes too long. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to the climax here, like get to what the, the theme is. So my, I prefer for people to kind of start with like, the main theme and then follow up with everything else so if we're talking mm -hmm. about like g calendar um you like the starting line would be like i love g calendar and then you mm -hmm. tell me the story instead of like one time so and so couldn't get the same appointment as me because we thought it was two different thursdays and so now we use g calendar i'm like no let's let's flip it around right yeah. i think that's a big one for me too is obviously like having too little detail and just kind of going with the top line sucks, but also like going into way too much detail. Like I didn't need to know that it was a Thursday and that it was like raining and then you were already frustrated from all the like that's like let's really get to the the meat of the story and yeah. like making sure that we're 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 getting to the thing that's most important, the thing that you wanted to convey mm. and not go into like you just gotten from the gym and then yeah. you, you looked at your phone and then the you notice that nobody was there or like yeah. everyone was panicking on the group chat it's like okay well we yeah. could just like yeah let's speed it up a little bit yeah no i think to add like another pinpoint to that is i i notice it also a lot on different portfolios that i review uh, mm -hmm. it's great to write about your project and it's great about right about your bio but don't make it too long like mm -hmm. would you read through it? i ha i re i reviewed a portfolio one time where this person had like a, a diary on their website too about themselves and like each mm -hmm. blog each project was like a diary post and i was like no 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 that is a personal one not a professional one you gotta shape it down a little bit more i was like no one's mm -hmm. gonna spend 30 minutes reading your project 
I, I give this advice for like portfolio review whenever we do them together, which hasn't been in a little bit. I know, but it's been a while. Um, there's like three levels of information on your portfolio, which is like the pictures. If somebody literally just like scrolled through it in three seconds and just looked at all the pictures, would they get the story or what? Like that's one version of the story. And then there's big text where like it's pictures plus big text. Like what do you see from all of that? And what would you glean? And then somebody who's very interested or who like wants to know all the nitty gritty, they're going to look through every single thing in your portfolio. And like, how do those three stories compare and do they all tell the same one and mm -hmm. all that stuff. And that kind of applies to talking too. just kind of having the awareness of like, does this person want to know every single detail so that they can have an understanding about like my, my values. Do they just want the top line so that they know that I can do it? Mm -hmm. Like, what are they looking for? And mm -hmm. it, it takes like a little bit of, takes time to like yeah. kind of realize what people are looking for, especially like experience in the industry. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, this is like, I know that they are interested in my ability to time manage, but they probably don't need to know everything about my yeah. ability to time manage. <laughs> so it's just like kind of making that decision on like, obviously a project manager would want to go into a lot of detail about that, mm -hmm. but a production designer might not need to necessarily go into as much detail about, you know, well, maybe they do time management, I mean, but, you know, <laughs> but they don't need but, to know like, down to how you manage every five minutes you know as we're talking about our pet peeves what are your things that we like to hear or what are random fun details that you like to hear from people oh it sounds so like cheesy Ooh, i like to hear it? like people who are passionate about things i like to hear <laughs> that people are excited to talk about things especially with like an interview or like a proposal sometimes things can feel pretty drab i don't mm -hmm. think our proposal interviews feel too drab but i can imagine that they might mm -hmm. <laughs> but like for, we always find a way to talk about something that we are excited about or a project that we really liked or people that we are excited to work with mm -hmm. and like kind of spinning things positive. And I like when people are able to spin things positive, even if they're talking about something that's maybe like a more negative experience. Mm -hmm. So if they can like laugh about it or if they can find ways to like make light of things, that's always something that I really like to hear mm -hmm. because it means that it's kind of like that soft skill of like optimism and making sure that you can you know, persevere. It shows mm -hmm. me that this person is like committed to the team and yeah. even through like the bad stuff. I mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. No, uh, Sophie said something to me a few weeks ago that was, uh, that kind of, I think rounds this up, which is be better and not bitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which is like, yeah, when you talk about like a negative thing that happened to you, like be better when you talk about it and not bitter when you talk about mm -hmm. it. And I think that that's what highlights the enthusiasm and the optimism because it's not to say like be positive all the time but mm -hmm. you know i don't want, we don't want to work with folks who like hold the grudge right like mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta be better not bitter in addition like we love to hear those things what are things that you think are overused like people mm -hmm. have said them too much and maybe they don't really even mean anything anymore oh <laughs> uh, i mean if, if we're just listing words right now like innovative mm. doesn't mean anything anymore mm -hmm. problem solver does not mean a creative problem solver or a creative thinker like no that's mm. you know that's that's trying to that's like it has this weird attachment to me it has a weird attachment of pretentiousness i'm like just also say designer like you are a designer mm. right I think brand strategy and brand strategist also doesn't really have as much meaning anymore. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like that has to do a lot with, um, there was definitely a weird riff in probably like 2015, 2014, when brand strategy really started making a big push. And then around like 2018, 2019, um, the whole online design education kept mm -hmm. selling brand strategy and pushing brand strategy. And I was like, I feel like that, that loss, it's like 
prestige and magic of the importance of it now because now everyone does brand strategy um mm. versus like the actual strategy part you know so I, was, I feel like that that lost its finesse a little bit um mm-hmm. you know and if we're talking about like phrasing um and kind of swinging back into random fun details is saying that like you love drinking a cup of coffee and reading a book on a saturday or like going to an art store in la or art museum in la or they you can find so and so like at their favorite local coffee shop i was like that's a little pr mm-hmm. blanket doesn't say so much about a person anymore and it's kind of like uh trying to just reinforce that like I am creative 24/7 and I've been right, guilty right. of this which is why I'm saying it where it's like you know a little a little bit more is okay you don't have to be creative all the time. Usually the ones that like bother me the most are the ones that um are synonyms for young where it's like somebody's trying to spin <laughs> their youth into a positive thing. It's like oh I'm scrappy, I'm young, I'm I'm um a quick learner I'm um, <laughs> adaptable I'm flexible adaptable um I see like driven those, on here yeah when people look at your resume they'll know that you're young and it's okay to like be young and just lean on other more like unique things for you <laughs> like if you know what I mean like it's just it's just one word that they already know yeah <laughs> They you see that you've only you been working want, for one year. You don't want year. someone nitty gritty who, mm. who's like scrappy and can like tackle the world. Scrappy, innovative problem solver. I'm like, oh my god! I'm, I'm mixing up these words that we've written down. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. That no. didn't say anything to me. No, yeah, that was just like, yeah, that's just kind of like white. Team bread. player is pretty yeah. neutral. Yeah. Oh, one thing that I hate on both the um, industry leader. Both, yeah. No, no, no. Both Sorry. on the like. <laughs> Uh, on the job posting side and on the um, inter- or on the other well, the interview we mm-hmm. person applicant side yeah. is um, self starter and proactive. Those ones I don't know. And on the industry side, that feels yeah. uh, exploitative and <laughs> like like we're not going to give you support. Yeah, we're looking for a proactive team player who's ready to uh, make a big impact in yeah, the, the beauty. Yeah, looking for a rock star. Yeah, you're like. <laughs> You mean getting overworked without getting OT? Is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, feel like uh, the, we've spoiled the, ourselves, Calvin. We will mm. never. <laughs> we've just spoiled ourselves. And then on the applicant side, it's like that is I don't know. Maybe it's like a little pick me. Yeah. It's a little. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I I'm better than the rest of these, or like I'm different, and you're like, gosh yeah. darn. You're like I will work with no health insurance. You're like um struggle so real it's not fun you really gotta find words that like are true to your personality like i would die if i read a resume from an asian girl who was like a ref- she was like i'm a former AG- abg and i was like you oh. know what sold i <laughs> i like that that's like let me let me know more about your abg person because to me that also says like oh she can do things if she goes, just goes like <laughs> she's gonna make it happen that's what the abgs are gonna do is they're gonna make it happen <laughs> if you put on fake eyelashes and you can walk and you got in all the girls in the uber four and a half inch heels i know you can do things <laughs> <laughs> like that is so much better than scrappy and self-starter <laughs> mm. But I think the the like best advice and the things that like Gina and I have felt proudest of like in terms of our when we did interviews was like if you get to a point in the conversation where it feels like you are 
comfortable and you were mm-hmm. like not necessarily winging it as in like throwing like just throwing out random phrases but winging it as in like you're able to just like speak off of the cuff and feel very like comfortable and like present and like you are listening to them and they are listening to you i think that's like a great point to be in the interview mm-hmm. um i i always think that if your interview starts to feel more like a social conversation than a professional conversation i'm like you won like yeah. they're gonna remember you and you're gonna like you're gonna be at the very least making it to the next round <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely showing yourself more as a person as a and as a whole human and i think that mm. kind of gets to the perfect recipe of relatable and reliable Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say that's that's like a, a wonderful skill set to be able to have. And honestly, yeah, the way to even get good at it, and it sounds really dumb, is literally practice talking to yourself in the mirror. Because mm-hmm. when you talk, you have to look like you believe in yourself and that you're convinced. And so if you talk in the mirror, you're going to see your own face and you could see like, oh, you look a little scared <laughs> right now. Like, uh-uh, you should not look scared. So like the more you just practice talking in front of yourself, you can start to control and have more, uh, sorry, have more control over your facial reactions and also like just feel comfortable with your own face. And then I think that's mm. just also what makes it a lot easier to talk to people is like when your face, like literally when your visuals and your body language start to feel comfortable and relaxed, you know, it opens the doorway to be able to wing it and be able to be as a whole human again. And people want to talk to you more. Mm-hmm. In terms of like actionable things to like try to do to like kind of get to that point, my thing that I always try to do is I, I want my person interviewing me to laugh mm-hmm. or I want the person that I'm talking to to laugh. That's one thing. And then the other thing is um, if they have like a list of questions that they're trying to get through, if I say something that is like opinion, not necessarily opinionated, like rude, but just like something that is um, interesting enough to like kind of get a, a follow up question that was not planned for. I'm like, oh, cool. That's awesome. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of becomes more. It kind of loosens me up and I'm like, and then I can continue to do that. But yeah, uh, I guess one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about this topic specifically was um, we have a worksheet coming out. Yeah. (laughs) Finally, after like a year and a half. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's been like a year and a half probably. But we said last month that we wanted to re-renew our commitment to like Mm -hmm. doing resources. So we did a um, like a truncated, not truncated version of this conversation, but just like a companion piece to this conversation Mm -hmm. where it kind of goes through listing out like how what your technical skills are what your soft skills are and finding ways to like weave your story on how you can tell uh Mm -hmm. talk about these things so that you feel like you're putting your best foot forward Mm -hmm. and that you can you know be be you yeah while still being professional and still like Mm -hmm. getting all the things that you need to say Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good way to put it because like the only way you're gonna get better at talking about yourself is if you practice it and like the the worksheet that calvin made really like help have you examine yourself and then mm-hmm. just kind of practice putting those pieces all together for yourself. Yeah. So we'll have that on the website. It'll be on our social media. You like won't be able to miss it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, and it'll be. Well, uh, I'm trying to remember. It's free, right? I mean, it'll be free. It would be great if you donated to us. Yeah. You know, but uh, we want to make sure that it's accessible for folks. So um, yeah, it'll be pay what you want. It'll probably mm-hmm. have like a recommended like five or ten dollar donation on it. Like but these, I mean, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, and we'd love to like if you complete it, we'd love to see like what you did. And mm-hmm. if you wanted to talk about it or if you wanted to show us, like we would yeah. love to hear about it, like just yeah. slide in our DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, or we would just otherwise... also love to see you talk about yourself too. Like, oh, <laughs> that would be, I would love to know more about different folks on here. But uh, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We always look forward to 
talking to you all. And if you wanted to share our episodes with other people, uh, our podcast is available on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Just search for 27. Uh, leave mm-hmm. a review wherever you shout your opinions on the internet. That mm-hmm. could be on our YouTube page, which we still need to upload the last one. Actually. Oh, yeah. And then, we're we're um, getting to it. <laughs> yeah. Or on Apple Podcasts where you can leave a review. But um, otherwise, like, we'll catch you next month. Mm-hmm. And um, we hope you have an awesome February. Yeah. Oh, March. Hope you have an awesome March. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. bye. Bye.